The contents of this podcast is for general information only and does not constitute financial advice or consider individual circumstances. Please seek your own independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice before making investment decisions. Welcome back to Decoding Crypto with me, Edwina Stott, and my co-host, Collective Shift CEO, Ben Simpson. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic, Ed. How are you? Yeah, good. You sounded a bit sheepish there, like you didn't know you were fantastic. Well, I actually had to think about it. I was like, well, how am I feeling? I don't know. <laughs> well, I know in one of your uh, other podcast recordings this week, you had a terrible leg cramp where you actually kicked your desk over so it can't be any worse than that i thought i was going to hospital ed it was bad i thought i lost a limb there for a second (laughs) your co-host just found it absolutely hilarious though which i really enjoyed there was absolutely zero sympathy he was just sitting he kept talking (laughs) i'd knocked my coffee all over my computer i'd nearly broke my microphone i was on the ground basically crying and and aaron just continued talking like nothing was going on (laughs) So, you wouldn't find that on decoding crypto, Ben. I'd send out the cavalry. Yeah, I know. You're, you're Code a much red better co-host. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I am. And with that, I'm going to tell you what we're going to talk about today. So, we have had an email in our inbox. So, if you guys have any questions, as always, send us an email crypto at novaentertainment.com.au and we will get back to you ASAP. You can email in just like Michael has. Michael sent us an email. Now, listen to this, Ben. He said, do you have any more information about working out if a cryptocurrency is a legit altcoin or if it's going to be a scam? Thankfully, I heard your episodes right before a coin I held crashed. So I didn't lose it all, but I was about 24 hours away from losing my entire investment. Is there more in-depth research I can do before buying apart from just checking their socials? So we have done an episode on this briefly, but what we wanted to put together for you is a three-part series of our ultimate crypto checklist. So this will we were going to run you through the fundamental approach, the technical analysis, and the sentiment analysis in three parts. So this episode, we're going to focus on your fundamental approach. But by the end of these three episodes, you should have a really great framework to work from when you're getting into crypto and your idea and fundamental principles that you should work off when you're thinking about starting your crypto portfolio. So Ben, when you talk about a fundamental approach, what are we talking about here? A fundamental approach to analyzing a cryptocurrency is like looking at the business fundamentals because cryptocurrencies or most of them at a core are just businesses and fundamental analysis gives you a strategy to look at how the business does what it does and how well it solves a problem. So there's a number of things we can look at a fundamental uh, analysis perspective. The first one, as I just mentioned, is the business or project itself. So uh, like our uh, listener emailed in, he was looking at the socials, for example. Here we just, first of all, when I started looking at cryptocurrency, I just go to their website and I look at their Uh, website and trying to understand, I guess, what they're trying to solve. You can do a little bit deeper as well by trying to find their white paper. Most cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin have a white paper where it's basically a business plan where it really goes into detail the problem it's trying to solve and how it's solving it. And white papers are a little bit complicated to wrap your head around, but the more you read and the more you try and understand 
the better you will at the better you'll be at actually trying to understand it. So try and look past sort of marketing buzzwords like you know decentralization and scalability and all these sorts of things, and try and really go deep on trying to understand what is the problem that they're solving because all businesses need to solve a problem. And so to understand that project, it's really important to then look at the industry around it so that you can figure out if this project or if this business actually is putting up a viable solution to a problem that that industry is facing, right? Correct. So let's look at a bad project, for example, or an industry where I think, you know, doesn't need any more disrupting. And they are more coins or cryptocurrencies trying to be a more a different payment system. So I think the future of payments in cryptocurrencies will be Bitcoin and the Lightning Network or things built on Ethereum. We don't need more payment network cryptocurrencies. In my opinion, a load of them are garbage. Because Bitcoin and the Lightning Network already works so well, right? Correct. And it's the most adopted. It's the biggest. Most people use them uh, in the crypto space. We don't need more of them. So looking at the competition and when we talk about industry, you can think about verticals or verticals is another word of looking at like this type of business that they're competing in. So looking not only at the yep. business itself, but what other businesses are trying to solve the same problem. And I think one of the interesting things that I always think uh, about something like Bitcoin or something or like when you're trying to look at industries that are ripe for disruption, if you look at crypto and like you say, that payment problem that has kind of been solved to some extent by Bitcoin and Lightning Network, Bitcoin also has that network effect. So there are enough people on it to mean that the majority of people using crypto will use Bitcoin. It's kind of like you and I, Ben, deciding to start up a competitor to Facebook. Like we are going to come across some real problems there trying to come up with a competitor to Facebook because the majority of people are already on their networks and they're always already using their systems that work really well. So like if we were trying to come up with a new social networking system, we have to look for something that's a problem rather than just jump in and try and be a small competitor to something that's already working super well. And that's kind of the same with those cryptocurrencies, like you're saying. 100%. So yeah, Ben and Ed book is going to be very difficult to get up and running. <laughs> it's, 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 what, it's what we call switch, switch costs or switching costs. So if you think about the best businesses are those that are really hard to switch from. Think about banks or insurance or yeah. mortgage mm-hmm. providers. It's really hard to switch because it's just you just can't be bothered. It costs you a lot. Yeah, it's the same when you and think they about. And they work fine. Exactly. So you think about Facebook. The switching cost of find another Facebook competitor uh, is really difficult because it's just like, well, they've got economics of scale, meaning that they've already got so many people using the system. It's so so difficult to to build up a competitor, and that's why I think Bitcoin will will lead for a long time. And we have talked about this a bit before in previous episodes, but it's really important to look at the people who are involved in the project. 100%. And this is, a, this is one of the strategies that most VCs look at at a very early stage. If you're investing into a really early stage business or cryptocurrency, the yeah. founding team is usually the key difference because a lot of startups, they pivot. They find out their product isn't that great or there's a new problem they need to solve yeah. or they run out of money or they the team something happens or legal requirements change or something happens and really the only core difference about the key like a successful company to a not successful company is this is the startup it's the founders it's the team behind it how skilled are they how much uh, history do they have in you know building successful businesses have they been in crypto for a long time really going deep on finding the founders professional and educational track record is such a key 
point of view to you know finding conviction especially in early stage investments because they're so risky you need founders that are willing to pivot and have done it before or are committed and so passionate about the project that you know they're just going to keep trying and keep trying and keep trying until they win yeah absolutely and i suppose just one part of the puzzle is the team the other part is the funding as well isn't it like seeing where they're getting money from and what how that might be influencing the project too. exactly so funding is other another great way to follow smarter money so if you think about vcs that are backing cryptocurrency projects they're really smart people with a lot of capital usually investing mm. in other people's money so they've done a lot of due diligence so sometimes there's retail and a investors, lot of research too, 100%. a lot of research backing their decisions. So a lot of our, you know, as retail investors, when we don't have the capacity to have teams of analysts and all this money, we can follow the smarter money. Now, you have to be a little bit careful in there because usually the, the VCs will get better price for the tokens that they pay. So usually what we saw in the last bull market was VCs were actually getting cheaper tokens at a cheaper rate than most retail investors so by the time we invested retail investors were invested we were investing at a higher amount that the v, that the vcs were investing into then what happened was the vc sold their tokens into the retail investors that were buying a higher price so it's a pretty shady deals going on in some different spaces so you do need to be careful but funding is a great way to know do they have enough money to last through a bear market do they are they funded enough to get good teams and build out a product and who's investing into what you can you know tend to follow the smarter money and what about something like backing if they projects have received grants or you know money through accelerator programs would you look at that too you definitely look at that as well probably a little bit less so than the vc backing in terms of uh, so the vc funding just on terms of you know grants and accelerators usually are giving out more to more companies there's less you know, you don't need to be the best to get, you know, government mm. backing. They just usually give it out to most people that will apply. But it can certainly help in, in, in knowing that they have a bit of money and they actually have a project that's actually working uh, that they can get backing for. If we are investing in cryptocurrencies, like as we spoke about the project that you are investing in, it's prime use may not be financial, may, might not be as a currency. But if you are investing in a cryptocurrency, currency then you kind of have to understand the way this token's going to work and i suppose in the same way this is kind of like the understanding whether it's going to solve a problem right yes and you need to understand what the token does so at a simple level like bad projects have what's called bad tokenomics so where what they might do let's say they have 1 million tokens what they might do is only sell 200,000 tokens and the founders might have 800,000 tokens, which economically it's making the founders you know, a lot of money, but it's not really giving mm. out a lot of the tokens to the community. Another uh, bad uh, thing that I see, uh, well, sorry, let me say that again. Another thing to be careful of, of projects is when they have not a fixed supply. So they actually can increase the amount of tokens at any one time. So we see these mm. with pretty poor projects where they literally print more tokens to fund themselves. They might print more tokens just to give themselves more money, which again is pretty sort of shady, scammy sort of um, tokenomics. So that's another thing to be careful of. And, and also understanding what blockchain these tokens are built on because you're not just investing into the token, you're investing into or backing and having conviction on what blockchain it's being built on. So not only are you looking at the token, but are they on Ethereum? Are they on Polygon? Are they on Cardano? Because you're also betting on the fact that the Ethereum blockchain or the Polygon blockchain 
will be successful as well. So you've got to be careful. It's like a leverage position because if the token might be great, but if Polygon goes down or Cardano goes down, well, it doesn't matter, right? So you've got to be careful about what blockchain they're being building on as well. Mm, interesting. There's so much to consider in this. And obviously, if they've been around for a long time, taking a look at what they've done before and their roadmap and whether they've achieved certain milestones that they've set out to achieve, that's also important too, isn't it? Good projects have good announcements. And if they're not you know, building things and launching features, that's something to be concerned about. We saw this a lot in 2017. A lot of projects raised a lot of money and then they did absolutely stuff all for the next two or three month, uh, years because the founders probably just went to the Bahamas. That was in the bear market. Yeah, they just went and drank cocktails mm. by the pool, right? So that's <laughs> probably, not, probably not projects you want to back. You want to see projects that are constantly building out new features, constantly building on their roadmap, delivering on what they've promised, their customers are happy because that's what makes a good business at the end of the day. So looking into their roadmap and making sure they're actually making progress is hugely important. Mm, and I suppose looking for upcoming dates too, what's going to what's gonna happen in the future, you know, like we just saw with the Ethereum merge, you know, that had a huge impact on the price. To have a heads up that that's coming and kind of try and understand what these big announcements or big changes to the system are going to happen and what impact they're going to have on the price or on the trajectory of the project is really important. 100%. So Ethereum's a great example of like constantly working on innovating and developing their blockchain and their token. That's been probably the biggest mm. upgrade that we've seen in the cryptocurrency space in the last 18 months. And they've delivered on it and they're now building and moving forward. So Vitalik is the founder, A-grade founder, super smart guy, super committed. They've got a big team. They're well-funded. Their roadmap's good. Their progress is good. They're ch- checking every box out of our fundamental analysis, Ed. So uh, that's another way just to run through what we just spoke about and analyze any crypto asset you're looking at. It's a really good, always start with fundamentals. It's a, it's the mm-hmm. biggest and most important thing in my opinion. And on that, as we're wrapping up, what would you say is the most important thing to keep in mind when we're thinking about our fundamental approach? Like what's the number one thing out of all that list? It's mm. a great question. What is the problem they're solving and how they're solving it? Any business... Yeah can claim to be a business, but if they don't solve a problem, it means that no one is willing to pay for that solution. And if you're not generating revenue or not doing anything economically viable to help society, you don't have a business. Yeah. Unless you're a non-for-profit, right? And most cryptocurrencies are not not for profit. So <laughs> so look into what is the, so for Ethereum, what is the problem they're solving? Well they're building a decentralized web three computer network to build applications and games on top of it. The biggest use case the biggest problem they've solved in the last 12 or 18 months is NFTs, non-fungible tokens, digital collectibles, DeFi. You know, the list goes on for what Ethereum is solving in terms of being able to build for businesses. Think about what the problem they're solving, how they're solving it, and are people using it? That's the number one thing in my opinion. Absolutely. Okay, so that is fundamental approach. That's our ultimate crypto checklist part one. And with the next two episodes, we are also going to cover an introduction to technical analysis, what you should be looking at. That's things like charts, looking for patterns, and trying to understand a little bit more about how it works, and sentiment analysis, which is really important so that you can take a look at what's going on in the broader market. So the next two episodes, we will continue with this ultimate crypto checklist, and by the end, you will have a really great framework to figure out whether or not you should invest in a cryptocurrency and how to build your portfolio. Ben, I'll catch you again next time. 
Sehr geehrte 